Tech is a bi-weekly podcast exploring the intersections of technology and ministry. It is part of the podcast network sponsored by Wells, the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod. Our show today is hosted by Martin Spriggs and Sally Draper. Welcome back to Wells Tech, everybody. This is episode 695, and we're recording it on December 1st, 2022. My name is Martin Spriggs, and this is a show about technology and ministry, and of course, where those two intersect. Standing on that corner of the intersection of technology and ministry with me is Sally Draper, as usual. Welcome, Sally. How are you today? I'm great. Welcome to December. And yeah, I've been thinking a lot about corners, but it's not because of the corner of mm. technology and ministry. Unfortunately, it's because the corner of Wheeler and Cross Street in Mankato, North Mankato, because there's a lot of snow that fell this week and it took about two hours to clear the corner sidewalks oh, of Wheeler and Cross just, they're Street. Getting a, they're getting a taste for their, Welcome for to their corner Minnesota. lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, but actually I had something else funny. I teased you before we started recording. I wanted to tell you about a new Alexa skill that I learned about. And I better be careful. She might listen to me. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. Popped up on my screen just now that she can remind you to drink water if she hears you cough. Is that uh, right? Who knew you needed that reminder? You just coughed right before the show and uh, drank some water. You didn't even have her remind you to do that. What would we? What did we do with it before we know. had Alexa? Right? Goodness, I'd be lost. I'd <laughs> cough and I'd go, "What should I do?" What I do wow. now, right? <laughs> and your Isn't Apple Watch can tell you how long to uh, wash your hands, and oh, uh, it my just word. goes on and on. Yes. All right. Well, we enjoy the things we enjoy, and um, <laughs> you know, our uh, parents laugh at us, and our kids will laugh at us. So it's it's okay. <laughs> what are we going to talk about today, Sally? We have a show topic, I'm assuming. We do, and it's at the intersection of ministry and technology. Actually, yes. not all Can't this other that. silliness. Um, we actually wanted to focus just a little on an upcoming conference. Wells National Conference on Lutheran Leadership is happening very soon, just a little over a month away, January 16th through 18th. And that is being held at the Hilton Hotel in Chicago, Illinois. I think it's actually like lakefront practically Mm -hmm. and just a really neat location. Um, Registration is still open. As we record this show on December 1st, you can still get in through December 5th. So if you are still on the fence and want to attend, I would say move quickly to get registered. And we'll have a link in the show notes where you can do that. Um, There are definitely, I think... I think we're going to hear tech all throughout the conference, but there aren't sessions that are tech focused specifically, you know, like, let me teach you this technology. Instead, it's just part of what we do in ministry now is to make use of this gift that God's provided for us, that um, technology aspect of our ministry. And in particular, we were blessed to speak, to interview one of the speakers at the conference get a little taste of what you can expect. Um, The topic is creating a congregational communication plan, and it's being led by Wendy Kuschel, who uh, is the senior communications coordinator at St. Mark 
ministries in Green Bay. This is a large congregation, and I'm sure there's a lot of communication to be done. And Wendy's on top of that. So, yeah, and I think there's going to be something for everybody, even not just congregational communication, but school communication, just ministry communication in general. And uh, we enjoyed our chat with Wendy. So let's watch and listen to that now. Joining us on Wells Tech today is Wendy Kuschel. Wendy is from the great city of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yay, Packers. Um, she serves at St. Mark's Ministry as Senior Communications Coordinator. Welcome, Wendy. Well, thank you, Sally and Martin. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you here. We are looking forward to talking to you about a topic you are presenting at the Wells National Conference on Lutheran Leadership, just coming up in a little over a month now. Um, but before we dive into that, maybe you can take a minute and introduce yourselves to our listeners. Tell us a little bit about Wendy. Sure. So when I uh, background, I have a broadcast journalism degree communications with a broadcast emphasis from UW-Eau Claire and worked in radio and TV. So I've been a live morning reporter for TV, been a producer, which means you write your own show before you anchor it. And um, yeah, was blessed to get to do uh, TV news anchoring for about 10 years as well wow. in both uh, Wausau and Green Bay. But then I left that and uh, was blessed to be an at-home mom for a while while my husband uh, took over the career mode and yeah, then delved into this literally a week before COVID hit. Oh, little yeah, communication exactly. needs around that time. Huh? You know, when you're on spring break with your family and you get a call from your lead pastor, hey, can you help us shut down church? It, yeah, it gets really interesting. <laughs> throw them into the fire. That is, that was our approach, but it, oh, it, wow. it all worked out. I'm still, I still have a job. <laughs> awesome. And you're awesome. still smiling too. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so we were excited to learn that uh, you have this session coming up at the Lutheran Leadership Conference called Creating a Congregational Communication Plan. And this kind of fits in with what you just said about, you know, jumping in with COVID. Uh, maybe before we talk about some of the specifics and tease out a little bit of what you're going to be talking about in January, uh, maybe you can give us the basics of a congregational, of congregational communication in general. Like, what is it? Why should we care about it? Who should be involved? You know, those kinds of things. Right. Maybe we just kind of do some one-on-one kind of conversation here. Yeah, we are going to get down to the bare bone basics in my talk. We literally, I'm going to start out with like communications 101. So that's the what, where, when, why, how. Just, I'm, I'm just trying, because I know each congregational team is built differently. I'm blessed to be in a large congregation. I didn't grow up in a large congregation, so I get it. Uh, we're going to talk about external versus internal communication. Because think about it. You have internal communications with your members in the pews, but you also are trying to externally communicate to the larger community. Then you also have internal communications within your church office. So we're going to delve into that. Uh, it's funny that you ask, you know, what we should care about, you know, why should we care about it? Because that's actually the number one question that you should be asking yourself when you're trying to communicate to your audience, because they are also wondering, why should I care? So we're going to delve into that as well. Very good. Um, what kind of people are really great at this? People with communication degrees from Eau Claire, obviously, but what about congregations that don't have those kind of resources? You know, that that's the blessing. Guys, I was not a 4.0. I am not a biochemist. 
If you have a passion for words, what if you're a good writer? Do you have a just a good command of the of the English language, of grammar? Hey, that aside, do you have a really good eye for graphic design? And I'm not talking, I'm talking cheating, like Canva, right? Graphic design for dummies. Mm-hmm. Again, I a lot of this is can be self-taught. You do not have to have a degree in journalism. You just have to have a good command of the English language. Um, it helps if you're outgoing, if you don't mind. I know I'm, I'm one of those weird people that I actually thrive on public speaking. I get it. I was the weird one that enjoyed speech class, but you don't have to love public speaking. It's just one facet that if you do, this might be an avenue that you could help your church out in. Wendy, in my experience, uh, most congregations, I think I'm right in saying, don't have a communications plan. Why do you think that is? Just understaffed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look, it, it, our church is blessed to have two of us working part time, right? And that's only two years in, but everybody is just so overworked. The workload is all consuming. I literally just got an email this morning from one of our lead pastors and he was emailing us about some updates he did on our TVs for us. Like that's, that's not what he should be spending his time on, but he has to because everybody needs to do the work. Right. So I think that's the biggest thing. So I think we need, we need to work with what we're with the hours in the day. We're all only given 24 and we, and we just need to get smarter about how we are using our time. Because the thing, I, I, I'm a work smarter, not harder kind of person in all facets of life, whether it be motherhood or this job. And it's part-time for me. So I just, I think people get overwhelmed and I hope to take some of that burden off of you and make it more feasible and make you enabled to feel like I really can accomplish some of this. You got to start small. Don't start with the goal of, five Facebook posts, seven days a week. Start with the goal of two Facebook posts in an entire week. So we're going to start small. Very good. I like that. So you kind of um, ease into it and yeah. the effort and time to do two is a lot less than doing five per day. Well, so right, because I get, I get it. You know, when I, when I look at how so many church offices are built, you know, you've got your front desk, you know, secretary, who's also the admin assistant for both pastors, or maybe just the one pastor, you know, and then they're also running the food pantry. And I mean, literally the art, that is what, that is what our front desk administrator, she has like four titles. So Everything. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And um, those two posts a week are a lot better than none. So you definitely are communicating as you yeah. begin to grow that that plan, I'm guessing. And I'm going to also talk about like consistency. Consistency is key. And I think that's one thing that a lot of our churches are lacking. We try something and then we get busy with other things, but we're going to try to find the right amount of things that you can be doing, but being consistent with it, being committed to it. Wendy, I think some people get scared off by that word, that four letter word plan. Um, what does that look like? Is that a, a 20 page document? Is that, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about the end game and what that looks like and how it's useful. Yeah. I don't want people to walk into my talk thinking that I'm going to like hand you the manual, just how they say when you become a parent, like there's no parenting manual. Unfortunately, there is, there are tools and I'm going to give you tons of them uh, and, and, and share ones that I have utilized from other people who've shared them with me. So 
What you need to realize is that you have to create your own plan because every church has a different, there are some common denominators, right? We're all trying to grow God's kingdom. I mean, so there, there are those things, but you have to get real about who your audience is, how big your staff is, you know, how many different directions you're being pulled in. So I don't want people to think that I'm just going to print out a 20 page manual mm -hmm. for you and, and boom, like magic is going to happen, but we are going to talk you through the things you should be thinking about in order to get your, your communications plan underway. You know, is your congregation mostly the demographic of 50 plus? You probably don't need to be spending time on Snapchat and TikTok, right? But you might want to open your mind up to something like a text messaging service because anyone in that age group also does have a cell phone. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to help you grow it a little bit, but within the parameters of what your, your, partnership and your membership really looks like. Excellent. Um, you tipped your hat a little bit earlier when you mentioned Canva, one of my favorite sites, because I'm definitely not a designer, but it does the heavy lifting for me. So um, I'm guessing you're going to share a lot of those type resources. Is there one in particular you could share with our Wells Tech listeners today? Yes, I am really learning more about uh, text messaging. We have had that for probably a year and a half. We use Clearstream um, and just one example I'm going to share. So I'll give you this teaser. Uh, just recently, we had a faith and family night for, but it was on gun deer hunt weekend for any of you in the Midwest. <laughs> Literally, mm -hmm. there's like two things you don't mess with, especially in Wisconsin, Green Bay Packers games, even when they're not doing so well, mm -hmm. um, and, and gone deer hunt. So we were worried, but it, I mean, that that's, we had to have it on that night because that's what works for our staff ministers. And I get it like family first. So we only had 15 people signed up and we're a large congregation. So we were expecting to have like 150. Kid you not within 15 minutes of me sending out a text message it was up to 47 people. Boom. And I sent out a text that mm. took me two minutes so that I'm like in love with this. And so now we're working on learning about keywords because we do a partnership renewal every, every year because we want to have a current database with cell phone numbers and addresses. I'm going to harp on you about that too. But um, yeah, the text messaging service has just been phenomenal. And you said clear stream, right? I think we talked mm -hmm. about that. Martin, and there's a the and there's a bunch of different ones. You know, you gotta you gotta and it's not crazy expensive. This is this is what I think, but you know, people always have an, the excuse in their heads of we don't have the money for that. We don't have the money for that. Well, Canva Pro is free for nonprofits and Clearstream, I think we pay don't quote me on this, but I think we pay about fifty dollars a month. It might even be less than that. So again, the, uh, trust me, we're on a budget too. We get it. Excellent. Well, I'm excited for your session. Martin and I are both going to be attending the leadership conference. Oh. Looking forward to seeing you and many others of our brothers and sisters there learning and growing together. And your your session, I can even share a screenshot of it. Um, Sounds like an excellent one to sign up for. So if you aren't registered yet, um, be sure to check out uh, Wendy's sectional, it is called 
creating a congregational communications plan. And um, we, you did a great job of teasing it. I'm very excited to to hear more, Wendy. So thank, oh, you thank you for taking the time to speak with us this morning. And we'll look forward to seeing you in January in Chicago. Excellent. Thank you so much. Yeah. And dress warm, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Wendy. Thank you, Wendy. Uh, that was... Uh, that was quite the tease, wasn't it, Sally? I think uh, those of those of you that uh, are maybe responsible for that area uh, of ministry are probably uh, and and if you're going to that conference, probably have that uh, talk uh, in your crosshairs. Definitely. Um, I looked up afterwards. There are like forty-five or fifty different sectionals that you can attend, and you get five slots to attend those mm-hmm. in. And I looked up afterwards and unfortunately I'm not signed up for Wendy, but that's because our pastor had already signed up to attend her sessional. And we were trying to cover a lot so that our, our church had a lot of coverage of all the different options that were offered. And we could kind of come together afterwards and talk as a, a church team about the different things we uh, learned. Um, so if you're lucky enough to be there creating a congregational communication plan, um, I'm going to look for Wendy and at least say hello in person so that um, I make that face-to-face contact, not just virtual, but I think being in her sectional would be awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, a communications plan is not necessarily at the top of everybody's list. And it, it's Wendy makes it sound, uh, and she didn't do this on purpose, but she makes it sound like, boy, this is, uh, anybody can do this. And I think not everybody feels that way. So part of this talk and part of maybe the message here is start small. Uh, There are pieces that everybody can do. And the importance of putting this in place in your congregational strategy, your outward strategy, your in-reach strategy, your school strategy is super important. And I hope that, Mm -hmm. you know, that was the message that, that at least we were able to convey in the short time that we had with Wendy today. Definitely. Just wanted to make mention that Wendy um, shared a couple of different uh, technology tools, and we will definitely have a link in our show notes to churchstream.io, which is the texting tool that she talked about. And I did look up pricing. She had mentioned perhaps $50 a month. It's kind of based on how many texts you need to send. You can actually send 50 per month for free. So if your group is really small or you don't send many texts to that small group, you could do it for free. But um, beyond that, the first pricing threshold is $29 per month, and that's for 1,250 credits. And then it goes up from there. So and I'm assuming a credit is a message. Uh, I believe probably. so. Yeah. Awesome. And then um, she also mentioned Canva, which is one we actually just talked about about a month ago on the podcast, mm-hmm. Martin, when we were talking about social media graphics. Um, but I will definitely post a link to the Canva for Nonprofits page where you can apply. I did a little digging and you just have to be a 501c3 organization to qualify for this free pro level of Canva, which unlocks pretty much everything. There's team collaboration and branding and all kinds of things you can take it advantage of there with Canva for nonprofits. So check out the show notes. We'll have a link to that page directly. Why not? Yeah, that's a a great product, a great price and some great (laughs) resources around that too. So it's not just they're throwing you to the wolves where you got to sink or swim, uh, but they give you some good training resources too. Mm -hmm. 
Sally, I think we should move on to our ministry resource for our show and a kind of a special one this week, right? That's right, Martin. Um, we uh, are going to feature a together video update that actually you uh, were a part of. Normally, our friend Nicole Balza, who's part of the communication staff for Wells, um, is kind of the hostess of those together video updates. But this time, we kind of turned the tables, and Nicole was the one being interviewed because she had some really neat things to share that are featured in the December issue of Forward in Christ magazine, as well as online. And uh, what she was talking about uh, relates to a survey that Forward in Christ conducted during the fall months of this year, asking people what their favorite Christmas hymn was. And people were able to just vote and leave it at that, or they could also submit um, some uh, reflective type uh, information Stories. about why they love that hymn or whatever, yep. and even uh, different photos and videos and all kinds of things. And so what you'll find in the December magazine is four pages dedicated to um, that Christmas hymn survey. And obviously um, the video that um, Martin and Nicole collaborated on for together, um, we're going to include that right here in the show. And so you can learn more about it through that video. Maybe we should play that now, Martin. This fall, Forward in Christ magazine asked Wells members to share their favorite Christmas hymns and memories associated with those hymns. We were blown away by all the neat stories that we received, and we ended up using four pages in the December issue of the magazine to share them. So one of the neat things about how you're presenting that information is kind of in a digital interactive way, kind of fun. Tell us a little bit about the thinking behind how you wanted to present the results and how people can interact with them. Sure. Well, honestly, it really came about because there were so many responses. And so we had all these really neat memories to share. And so we could only do four pages in the magazine mm -hmm. in the print version. And so we decided that on forwardinchrist.net, we would make it more of an interactive experience and share more of them. And so the way we could do that is we could um, include videos, we could include photos, um, and just more of those stories. We also were able to include some memories from um, our Wells World missionaries, and that's kind of a neat component too of the online version. Tell us a little bit more about that missions component. That's, that is kind of neat. What was the thinking behind that? Why, why include that? Well, you know, I think Christmas hymns are so special because they really kind of bring us together, and it's a very shared experience. But at the same time, we didn't want to exclude our world missionaries and our brothers and sister, sisters in Christ around the world. So they might not have those exact same experiences with the same Christmas hymns that we have, but yet they also have a really neat perspective and they have really neat ways that they you know, celebrate Christ's birth. So we wanted to make sure that we included those as well. Okay. Had you done this before? You, you, you mentioned that maybe you were blown away by the, the number of, of responses. Uh, what were your expectations? You know, um, we really haven't done anything like this before. And so it was um, kind of a new thing for us and we weren't sure what we were gonna get really. And so just the fact that so many people would kind of share something very personal. A lot of the stories are very personal. And 
Another neat thing about them is that they really do show that shared experience that so many of us have. It'll really take you back to your days in your children's Christmas services and you know, um, lighting the candles for singing Silent Night and things like that. There's a lot of moments like that that you're like, oh, I had that same experience or I remember sure. that. Um, and so that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed as we've sifted through the different memories. Nicole, I have to ask, did you have a favorite either submission and or story that you can share? You know, I really didn't have a favorite. There, there are some that um, were more special maybe that almost kind of brought me to tears right. just kind of thinking through and um, and reading through them. What I will say and maybe tease is that the favorite hymn to me is a surprise and so um, so I think that people will be surprised when they go and see what people's favorite hymn was and some of the memories that people have associated with that hymn it might not be what you're expecting. Thank you Nicole for sharing your thoughts and working on this project. If you'd like to see and uh, interact with this uh, favorite hymn project, go to forwardinchrist.net. Thank you for watching this Wells Together update. It was fun yeah, putting putting Nicole in the uh, the seat of, of the person being interviewed. Probably a strange thing for her, but uh, fun for both of us. I think we had a nice conversation about uh, kind of a neat, you know, it's got a tech angle, but uh, you know, super appropriate, obviously, to the season. And uh, it's neat that FIC did this and is, and is publishing all those neat stories. Mm -hmm. At the end of the video, you mentioned uh, people should go to forwardinchrist.net to find the interactive mm -hmm. uh, experience that's been developed. And if you're there on that website, there's a, a header banner that says favorite Christmas hymns. It actually takes you to a really neat page um, with a Christmas tree, Christmas scene, and a lot of different ornaments that are kind of glowy on the screen. So you can click on any of those and then you learn more about that particular hymn. For instance, uh, What Child Is This is one of the ones that's featured and there's uh, an audio recording of it. There's different reflections, um, photos, all kinds of things, even videos embedded there behind each of these magical ornaments. Um, just got to say a shout out to our techie friend, Julie Duran, who's the webmaster and brains behind all this really cool interactive things. And also point out the star at the top of the Christmas tree. Nicole said at the end of your interview that she was kind of surprised by the hymn that was voted number one based on the survey results. And you can find out what that hymn is right here by clicking on this star. I'm not going to give it away, but I will say I voted for this one and I was super excited that it was <laughs> the number one uh, thing. So double teaser, you got to come to the page and click on the little star and find out what the number one hymn was. Yeah, you could spend hours here. It's it's actually a very cool project. I'm glad they did that. Honestly, Martin, I don't know. Maybe it's just a girl thing. I got chills. Like there were little tears in my mm. eyes <laughs> as I was reading these reflections. They're so heartfelt and just really special. I I really love this project and I think people will enjoy it. Neat. Neat, neat, neat. All right, let's move on to our tips and or picks of the week. This one for you, Sally, sounds a little bit familiar. 
It does, Martin. Uh, and I guess we could say this is kind of a video centric show because here I am sharing more mm-hmm. um, video information. Uh, as we were talking with Wendy and digging a little deeper uh, into the nonprofits, I found some different videos around using Canva as a nonprofit. And that kind of drove me to their YouTube channel. So my pick of the week is actually the Canva YouTube channel where there's a bajillion videos that'll teach you everything you want to know about Canva. And more specifically, as I dove into their playlist, um, the very first playlist I saw listed was this storytelling for nonprofits, which I think is a really neat concept um, where um, they're focusing specifically on nonprofits and they have um, five videos developed around that types of stories, art and science of sharing stories, how to create your story, how to tell a story with in an ethical way and using images and storytelling. Now, just like everything on the internet, you're going to have to use your own discernment as to what applies to your church and school storytelling through video. But I think, um, it doesn't hurt to watch them and, and get ideas and help to build your own direction as you're sharing video. So um, that's just one of many, many playlists that are out available on the Canva uh, YouTube channel. And I think you would only benefit from watching these little snippets. I think most of them are fairly short. So maybe just make it a New Year's resolution or something to watch a video once a week and, and begin to grow your knowledge of what Canva can do for you. That is my pick of the week. Good pick. I'm going to continue the trend. And mine is also a video, an educational video, a DIYer uh, called Smart Home Solver. A lot of people, I think this past weekend, were putting up Christmas decorations (laughs) and putting on Christmas lights, up Christmas lights, outside, inside on the tree. Well, I put up some lights a couple weekends ago, not on a Christmas tree, but under my kitchen, my newly installed or refaced kitchen cabinets. We've never had uh, above counter lights or under cabinet lights, and I did a lot of exploration. And what I what I came across was a really good video by Smart Home Solver, an easy way to put up DIY light strips, no soldering involved, uh, which really appealed to me. I didn't want to get too involved, but I wanted didn't want to break the bank either. And in all my research, you know, you come up with things like Philips Hues, LED strips, and they had needed to be smart. I uh, didn't want to, you know, flip a switch like a caveman. Uh, I wanted to be able to, you know, talk to the lady in the cylinder and, and tell her to turn the <laughs> lights on or do it however I wanted. And uh, Smart Home Solver gave me the tools and the products. Uh, if you go, if you look at the the content of the video, he walks you through all the things that he purchased. And I basically purchased everything he told me to, um, <laughs> but the price was probably a third of the cost of, you know, more of a traditional Philips Hue approach. Now you have to be comfortable, you know, piecing a few things together because you get the power supply separately from the uh, controller, from the light strip, from the um, little clips you need to, to put it all together. But if you just follow the video, super, super easy, works really well. Um, very flexible. In fact, uh, probably this weekend, I'm going to do a little bit more. We've got some upper cabinets with some glass fronts on them that I, that I'm going to light as well. Uh, it was not hard at all. And I think anybody, and this can, I don't think this is specific to home. I mean, there are different applications for this in in church and school as well. 
but these uh, this combination of products worked super easy for me, and uh, I would highly recommend them. Uh, now I can't vouch for their longevity. They've only been on here in the Sprigs home for a couple weeks, uh, but so far so good. So take a look at the video and uh, the products themselves that are recommended there. I guess I would recommend they work well together. That's pretty cool, Martin. I have to comment on the contrast because uh, we just moved and we've been doing different lighting and electrical projects as well. And my husband was really sad this week because he couldn't find his solder. So uh, he has found it though. Don't worry. The solder <laughs> has been located. We found the right box, but there's the contrast in my life. I hear my boss say no soldering. My husband can't wait. So <laughs> to each his own. What, you know, whatever. of different you know, flavors. <laughs> he finds that he gets tired of his soldering projects. He's got a no soldering project or waiting There's right a fallback. here for That's Wells awesome. Tech. Yeah, from Wells Tech. Our Christmas gift to him. All right. All right. Let's, let's move on to community news and feedback. And I think you're up first, actually. Oh, you're looking yeah, let me for take a new one. Um, yep. Uh, systems administrator position open has been open for a couple months now. We've been on the hunt for uh, a replacement for our current systems administrator who moved into our security position. And uh, we really would love people to either apply if they feel they are the right person or to recommend to their friends, family members, whomever, co former co-workers, current co-workers to, to apply for this position. It's a great team to work with. Uh, great uh, organization to work for. Uh, we're looking for somebody who knows their way around servers and networks and uh, virtual machines and uh, you know, preferably has some experience with Microsoft products and Azure, those kinds of things. So take a look. There's a, There'll be a link in the show notes for the job description. Uh, so we're still on the hunt. So please uh, take a look at that. And if you know of somebody in the Southeast Wisconsin area who would uh, maybe fit this position, uh, please encourage them to apply. Definitely. Love to have you as a teammate. Mm -hmm. All right. Next up, I just want to make mention of a, yet another conference happening in January, very near uh, the same dates as the leadership conference just before it. This one is Awake and Alive, a three-day conference encouraging, inspiring community. And it's actually geared toward young adults and professionals, 18 to 28. Um, this, I think, pretty much started out of our campus ministry area, but it's expanded to have um that age range all the way up to 28, just kind of young adults is what they're trying to bring together for this one. And it's actually being held right here in my backyard in Mankato at the um, Mayo Clinic Event Center here in Mankato. This is an annual event. Um, the dates for this one are January 13th through 15th. And um, I think in the show notes, I'm going to put yet another video um, that will just get you really excited about attending this event. They um, have Mike Westendorf um, involved in it. He's just great um, with campus ministry work there in the Milwaukee area. And um, many of the campus ministries come together for this event and kind of host this event. And so um, if you haven't attended, be sure to at least watch this uh, video from last year, because I think it'll, it makes me want to go. And somehow I'm right over that 28 year old threshold. So maybe I wouldn't just barely quite yeah. fit in. But um, if you're in that age range, I think it's a great way to be encouraged and yeah. 
um, find fellowship with others, um, other Christians that are of that same age range. So check it out. We'll have links in the show notes. The registration fee is around $65. Um, and uh, I think that they'd want you to get registered sooner rather than later. I'm not sure if there's an exact deadline uh, for registration, but all the information will be connected to our link in the show notes. Excellent. If Mike's involved, I'm sure it'll be quality, uh, mm-hmm. quality um, conference. So take advantage of that or pass that along to, to those people that you know in that age group. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Glad this is going on. A couple more things to make mention of. Just came across my email box that Google released this week, Google for Education, the future of education. It says they collaborated with research partner Canvas 8 to conduct a study across 24 countries on the future of education. And they've divided this up into a three-part report, which will be downloadable. Um, But they've at this point only released part one. Now it's possible by the time you're listening to the show, they've released more. But as of this moment, only part one is available. It's called Preparing for a new future. And um, it kind of identified three different key trends, uh, rising demand for global problem solvers, a change in the skill sets required for work, and a shift to a lifelong learning mindset. So it dives deep into those three different areas for preparation. Uh, The other two sections, which are yet to be released, are evolving how we teach and learn and reimagining learning ecosystems. And so um, obviously, I'm sure it's going to be pretty Google centric since Google is behind the report. Um, But I definitely will be taking a look at what they are saying here. Perhaps we'll share more about this uh, report on coming podcasts. Just wanted to make you aware that it was available. Excellent. And then finally, it's that time of year. It's that time of year, Martin. You took the words right out of my mouth. It's Christmas concert season. And if you're fortunate enough to be near New Ulm, Minnesota this weekend, you could attend either Saturday night at 730 or Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m., December 3rd or 4th. If you aren't in the area and don't want to pack into that jam-packed chapel to um, be part of the concert in person, you definitely can tune in online. Um, Just go over to the MLC website and look for the link to their streams area, and it'll be streamed live, I believe, both performances. Um, In a similar fashion, next weekend, December 11th and I'm sorry, only on Sunday, December 11th, Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary will do two concerts, one at 3 p.m. and one at 7 p.m. And you can attend in person in Mequon, Wisconsin, or you can watch online through their live streaming. So we'll have links to both websites. Um, Just mark your calendar. You don't want to miss these amazing concerts. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right, Sally, that's going to about do it for our show this week. as you mentioned, uh, it is the season, and uh, that marks the time of year when we dedicate a show to an interview with a, usually a Center for Mission and Ministry uh, director or somebody in charge of an area of ministry, and that's no different in 2022. We are really happy to be able to talk to Pastor Dan Sims from Christian Aid and Relief. Um, lots of opportunities for giving. Uh, it is a season of giving, and certainly Christian Aid and Relief is all about that. So 
tune in the next time we gather together and uh, we will talk to Pastor Dan Sims. Excited about that. So, yep, definitely. Sally, I think that's going to about do it. Say goodbye to our good folks. <laughs> goodbye from the corner of ministry and technology. Excellent. Yes, I'm waving from the corner as well. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.